Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Dan. This is our Friday Picks Podcast. Today you're going to hear from me, Ellis, Doug, Mary Kay, and our football insider subscriber, Eric Watts. He was great. You're going to want to listen to him on this podcast. Of course, if you want to get involved in Football Insider, you know what you need to do. Go to cleveland.com slash browns. Click on that blue banner at the top of the page to get all that information and get signed up. So here we go. We're going to pick all six playoff games this weekend, including at the very end, the Browns and Steelers game. Check it out. Here's our Friday pod. And away we go on our picks edition of the podcast here on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I will give everybody a quick introduction here. Uh, along with records, um, Ellis, I got another push this week. I'm so Dude, proud of you, Dan. Doesn't it feel good? Don't the push feel good? It does. It does, actually. Two one and one now. Uh, at 32, 34, and two overall. Uh, so I'm, I'm feeling good because those two pushes, man, those two ties, that equals a win. So uh, so I'm going to take it. Now, Ellis, you, tough week last week. Yeah. An over. I think that's your first one. 31, 35, and two, though, still sitting on those two pushes. Yeah, I think this is the first time I can say I, I lost. I took a loss. <laughs> Look, this is what I get. This is what I get for getting in bed with the NFC East. I, I should have known better. I talked about it on the pod last week. I, I, I deserve every L I'm taking this week. I don't know what I was thinking, y'all. But it's a new season, playoffs. So Amen. right back to it. Never lost. Let's do it. Never lost, Dan. Let's go. Doug Lay Maurice with us. Big week for Doug last week. Three and one. Catching up now at 32 Ooh. and 36 overall. Where's my loss? Where's my loss? I don't know. Where's my loss? I have is all I have is the sheet. It doesn't have last week's games on it. Were you four and zero? Four and zero, including a head-to-head win over Ellis. I got I got four and zero, baby. We got another dispute. This is the second dispute. My record keeping is really shady here. That's for sure. Welcome to the win column, Doug. (laughs) Mary Kay had another strong week. Two one and one. Mary Kay joining in the push club. All right. Uh, I, I rallied at the end, didn't I? A little bit. A little, a little. Uh, and then joining us, our Football Insider subscriber this week. Uh, last week, Buddy Rigotti went 2-2, two and two, 29 and 39 overall for the Football Insider subscribers. Treading water for the second week in a row, going the right direction. Uh, Eric Watts is joining us. Eric, how are you? Doing well, Dan. How y'all doing? Doing well. Okay, uh, 
let's get to it. We're going to pick all the games, all of us. We're not doing a, the thing where we normally pick three games. We're going to go through all of them. Each of us is going to take one game, introduce it, and then we'll go around the horn and, and talk about it for as long as we need to. The first one up, and this is the one that that is my game. Uh, I've got the Bills minus six and a half against the Colts. This is a really interesting football game, I think. You know, Josh Allen, can he do it in the playoffs? Coming off an MVP caliber year, he's not going to get the award. He had that little speed bump in the middle. But uh, Josh Allen and the Bills playing as well as anybody in football. But they are going against a very good Colts defense. There will be some fans in Buffalo for this game. And I, you know what? I'm going to ride the hot team. I'm going to go with the Bills. Minus six and a half. I think when a team is playing as well as they are going into this first weekend, it's almost a good thing that the Kansas city got that buy all sewn up and, and the bills have to play this week because uh, as, as that number two seed, I think they're on fire. So I'm going with the bills. Uh, who wants to go next on this one? Doug, who do you have? I gotta be honest. I'm still going through the fact that I went four and zero, oh, and I think I have taken the lead for the year. And you were just like, Oh, sorry. I didn't get you. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm 33 and 35 for the year. I've been waiting. You don't know how much I track this stuff, Dan. I was like waiting for a big introduction. I beat Ellis. I went undefeated, and Dan's like, "Oh, I thought you lost the game." So anyway, I'm so happy I was able that. to burst your bubble. That actually that just makes my day. I, don't I, let him play you like that, Doug. Don't let him treat you like a wet food stamp, man. Now this is what I need. I was gonna, I was gonna acquiesce to having my bubble burst because my, frankly, my ego is huge. But Eric has me psyched up. That's right. I'm coming for everybody, especially Ellis. I don't know how you take the Colts here, and and I know people. I think Ellis. I mean, people along the way have said, "Oh, the Colts do this," or Jonathan Taylor ran for 200 yards, or they might have a good defense. I don't know. I feel very good about giving a touchdown or whatever it is, six and a half with the Bills. They're on fire. I, I do not know. And maybe somebody will make it. I will be curious to hear it. Not that I'm saying that it's wrong. I just don't know what it is. I don't know what the argument is for picking the Colts here because the, the Bills look as good as any team in the league. Okay, well, then let me ask. Has anybody taken the Colts? Nope. Nobody. Okay, Ellis, you were about to say something. Yeah, I can make the case real quickly, even though I'm not taking the Colts. The case is really only this. The Bills are 30th in rush defense DVOA and Jonathan Taylor, the Colts rookie running back carried it last week, 30 times for like 230 yards. So if you're looking for a mismatch or you like, that would be it. But I don't think it's enough considering the weather's going to be decent in Buffalo. Josh Allen's going to be able to throw all over the place. And big Ben was able to take advantage of that Colts secondary. So Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are going to do the same. I was close on this one and I do like the Colts, defensive front i think that's as the browns have shown a way to control football games and win them but i don't think it's enough doug's right it's going to be the bills does your run defense matter if you're up 23 7 in the third quarter <laughs> mary Kay, I, I know you're taking the bills here what's your thinking you know what my thinking is josh allen you know i i've just been so impressed with him all season long i he he gets better every week he's so hot right now uh, obviously, I mean, his arm talent has just been amazing. And I think that's the biggest thing. When I look back to seeing him in person at the senior bowl and just watching that arm, which was wild back then, and he didn't know where the ball was going. The ball didn't know where it was going. And, and he's gotten some phenomenal coaching. Brian Dayball is a, a head coaching candidate because of him right now. Uh, they've done a tremendous job with him, him and Ken Dorsey have, and I'm just completely impressed with him and I 
I just have to, I just have to follow that hunch. All right, Eric, I know uh, you did not raise your hand either when it came to this game, but what, what's your thinking behind the bills here? My thinking is, is similar to what every, everyone else has said. I'm, I'm going to go chalk. I'm going to go the bills. I have to say that Josh, I was a Josh Allen hater. I didn't see it. I saw the talent uh, before he came out of school, but he threw the ball everywhere, anywhere except for to his own receivers. <laughs> and he did that once he got in the league. And I'm like, Josh, you got to throw it to the cats who wear in the same jerseys as you. But apparently he didn't hear me. But he got the good coaching that Mary Kay talked about, and he has since settled in and he is rolling, playing as well as anybody else in the league right now at the quarterback position. Um, I don't think that the, the Colts have enough offensively, even though Ellis made the point about the, the, their running game, to be able to keep up with the Bills. I think they'll keep it early, keep it close early, but it's going to be the Bills by at least a touchdown. I love okay. Eric is my guy. Can I can I love the idea that great pick, but also just working in some Josh Allen slander in the midst. I of mean, you know, you got I am you got to get it, it in, man. <laughs> you got to get it in. Look, he was still playing whack early early this season. I was like, see, I told you he can't do it, but I've <laughs> since had to shut my mouth and apologize to him. So I guess this is my public apology to you, Josh Allen. My bad. You are for real. You are the real deal. More power to you. Keep it up, young man. I agree with everything Eric has said. And Stefan Diggs. I mean, we can't forget about, I mean, Stefan sure. Diggs, my, my goodness. I mean, like those. It helps two, to have him. Yeah. I mean, those two have just been amazing together. And when you have a connection like that, uh, it goes a long, long way. Yep. I suppose we'll let Doug off the hook for this one, but just let the record show. It did take 18 weeks for Doug to finally come around on the bill. So glad you landed here. I, I'm only, I only came around because we just all agreed that the bills are going to win. And the last time we agreed on something, we were wrong by 30 points. So I think we uh -oh. might be setting up Josh Allen for four picks. Uh oh, Say it ain't yeah. so. Eric, you were in a good spot there to fade all of us. And, and you probably, you probably should have done it. I should have taken my chances, man, but it's too late now. All right. Game number two, Ellis, tell us about Seahawks and Rams. Yeah, extremely interesting matchup here. There's some things to watch with the Rams and quarterback Jared Goff. Sounds like he'll be back after having a pin put in his throwing hand thumb, I believe. Uh, if you're betting this game and betting the Rams, like I'm suggesting, at I have three plus three and a half. It's solely on this Rams defense. They're playing like one of the best, if not the best unit uh, defensively in football. Last time they played the Seahawks, they held them to just nine points really bottled Russ up, uh, a lot, kept him in the pocket, forced him to throw over Aaron Donald and whatnot, and that's a, a recipe for success. So I think it happens again while the Rams are able to generate enough points uh, on the ground and through the short passing game to win by probably seven or ten points, I guess, here. But considering I'm getting three and a half, this was a no-brainer for me. So I actually have this one at three. So do I. Okay. I well, three. We're going to help you out here, Ellis. We're going we're gonna to go Seahawks minus three. Uh, on this one, I'll, I'll go next. Just because, oh, go ahead. No, to be, I have the Rams plus three then. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go next because I'm with Ellis on this, and and kind of weirdly, like I love Russ and and I love the Seahawks and what they're doing, but I don't love their defense. I, I want to see how this DK Metcalf Jalen Ramsey matchup goes. Obviously, that's that's gonna be fun. I mean, that's the matchup in this game, but I do really like that Rams defense. And if Jared Goff is able to go, I don't know. I think I kind of trust Sean McVay in, in this football game against a Seahawks team and Pete Carroll, who, you know, in recent years, 
hasn't really gotten it done a lot in the playoffs. Obviously, he had the two the back to back Super Bowl appearances, but in recent years, this has been like a one and done team or a, a two and done team. So, I think I'm going to ride with that Rams defense here too, uh, as well. I'm going to go with the Rams plus three. Who? Anybody else taking the Rams? Nope. Doesn't look nope. like it. So, I am. I am. I'm with oh, you guys on the Rams. I, I think Goff, no matter what happens this week, it's what I said last week. I think it was good for Jared, Jared Goff to be out. You know, Woofer wasn't great, but he was functional. They got a low scoring win last week. And whether it's him again or whether it's Goff with a, a pin in his thumb, but watching for a week and like, hey, we won without you. Like, let's let's see you play your best. Um, I just think it's enough of a toss up that I think I'd take anybody with the points in this game. And, and I don't, I mean, the, again, as we, as everybody knows, the Seahawks are nuts. So I feel pretty good about the Rams. Eric, tell us why we're wrong. Uh, you're wrong because Russ is going to cook. I mean, you got to let Russ cook and that's what he's going to do. At least in this, now I don't see them doing much beyond the first round, but if you let Russ cook the way he needs to, the way he's supposed to in this uh, wild card matchup, I think that the, the Seahawks are going to pull it out. I, uh, here's, here's some more slander. I'm not a Jared Goff fan. I do not believe in Jared Goff. Jared Goff, if you're watching and listening, which you should be, because this is the <laughs> dopest podcast going around right now. My man! I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Jared. You're a good young man, but you ain't got it, man. Russ is going to cook. The Legion of Boom, not of old, but the current Legion of Boom. Maybe there's no boom. Maybe it's just the Legion of Oom. There's no B. But anyway, they're going to do what they're supposed to do and take care of business. I like the Rams defense, too, but it's just not enough. Russ is going to cook. Dan, we got to cut that. That This is the dopest podcast part, and that's the new intro music right there. Oh, no, 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 no doubt it's the dopest podcast. Y'all thought I was going to come on here and talk slander about y'all? Look. Oh, man. Appreciate come it. On. Man. Yeah, awesome. man. Eric, do, Eric doesn't slander us. He just slanders every quarterback that we're talking about. Pretty much. I love, I love <laughs> quarterback slander. The quarterback slander is so good. I love it. Hey, look, I slander my own quarterback every now and again, but I got to keep my mouth off of Baker because right now, I need him to do some things on Sunday, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> Mary Kay, you're with Eric on this one. Eric is, uh, you're, you're going to make the best of pod, Eric, at the rate you're going. <laughs> um, so, yes, you guys know a couple times this year, I have put my faith in Russ, and he's completely broken my heart. But I think he's going to come through this time. I think that, that Pete and Russ and DK, I think, they, uh, I think they're going to overcome. I think they're going to have a good game. Obviously, Aaron Donald, you never, you never know what you're going to get with him. Uh, he can wreck a game in a hurry. Uh, but I kind of agree. Jared Goff is questionable this week. I, I'm sure he'll play, but um, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to have what it takes. I, I think that the Seahawks, once you get to this point, uh, they're, they're ready for a playoff game of this magnitude. Okay. Well, I'm excited about this one because I, I got to know what he's going to say about this. Eric, I got Bucks minus seven and a half versus Washington. Set this one up. Yeah, man, this, this is going to be a really good game, at least to start. So I do not have any slander for that man, Alex Smith, at least not yet. It is coming, though, because anyone who can come back from something like he did where he was almost going to lose his life potentially to still be out here playing in the NFL, he gets my respect. But he ain't getting it done this weekend. That ain't happening. He can have all the respect in the world for me, you, and everybody else. And the late great Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-B-E-C-T, find out what it means to him. It's not going to make a difference. The Bucks are going to take it to him. Now, I'm not a big believer in the Bucks either, but 
Uh, the Bucks they have Tom Brady, the GOAT. If you heard Chase Young, shout out to Chase Young from The Ohio State University, my alma mater, by the way, for uh, saying, yeah, I want Tom Brady, no doubt. Why would I not say that? You got the Bucks, uh, the, the Buckeyes represented on uh, the Bucks or on the, uh, on the Washington football team, but they're just not going to have enough to be able to deal with Tom Brady and what he's going to be able to do to, to pick that defense apart. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm all over this. Eric knows what's up. It's play a Tom Brady. And when you look at this game, it is a tough matchup for Brady. Everyone knows about the interior pressure. Of course, Chase Young's free. Everything Eric laid out is accurate. But I'm just not sure how Washington's going to generate enough points to keep yep. up eventually. Tampa's defense is still ranked fifth in the league, number one against the rush. So if Washington wants to come in and try and get some stuff on the ground, it's not going to happen. Again, there, I read that Taylor Heineke, the would have been third string while Haskins was there or second string, whatever was going on there. Point is, a guy named Taylor Heineke was getting first team reps. And that's not a recipe to go up against Tom Brady. So whether it's Alex Smith or Heineke, I don't think it really matters. The, the one thing Alex Smith did really well was create some plays with his feet. That's not happening anymore. He's dealing with this calf injury for a while now. He's, he's more of a, a, a pocket passer now, and that means a lot of checkdowns. Eventually, it might be ugly early, like he said, but eventually Tom Brady takes care of business and they get out of there and win handily. So I don't, I'm not scared of the seven and a half or whatever it is. I would love to go uh, counterpoint here and go with Washington, but I just watched that team barely get into the playoffs against an Eagles team that was actively trying to lose that game in front of all of our faces. Right. I th look, it's a Ron Rivera is a great story. Alex Smith is a great story. Chase Young, great story. Tom Brady's not coming here to get beat in his first playoff game in Tampa. You know, Mike Evans or no Mike Evans. I'm with Ellis. I'm not scared of that seven and a half. Uh, it might end for Tom and the Bucks you know, in a week but or two weeks, but it's not going to end this week, and I think they're going to win this game pretty handily. Uh, Bucks minus seven and a half. Doug, what are you on? Tom Brady lost in the first round last year, right? Yeah, 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 game. details. Was he, was he showing up last year to lose in the first round? Yeah, Listen, details. Didn't have any weapons. If I um, am picking a def – this is not – Washington's got a pass rush. Tom Brady's old. Seven and a half, I'll take the seven and a half. I don't know how many points Washington has to score, but I think Chase Young is going to be in Tom Brady's grill. This is the kind of athletic attacking defense that I think can give, can give Tom Brady a little trouble. They have looked great at times, but it just is one of these, and we've had enough history, I think, of weird teams getting in the playoffs, losing teams getting in the playoffs, and winning the first-round game because the NFL is, is a league full of parity and weird stuff happens. So I'm not banking on Washington to win, but I'll take the points, and I'll take Tom Brady not, not looking so great against this pass rush, and maybe, maybe it's Washington hanging tough and losing more like by a field goal. So I, I like Washington. Mary Kay? You know, over so many years, I learned really not to bet against Tom Brady once you get to the playoffs. I mean, he just takes it up to another level. Uh, he, he just has a whole other gear. He, he also has something to prove this year. I mean, he is on a mission to prove that, that he was the reason they won all these Super Bowls and that he could separate from Bill Belichick and be very, very successful. Uh, obviously Chase Young is going to do his best to wreck the game. He's been coming on strong. You got to love his game, but um, I'm going to go with 
Uh, Tom Brady, I, I, I think they can cover the seven and a half. And uh, again, Alex Smith is a little bit banged up right now. Great comeback story for him this year. But I'm going with Bruce Arians, my old friend, and Tom Brady. Okay. So only one Washington football team pick, uh, and that is Doug's. All right, Mary Kay, next game. Ravens minus three against the Titans. I am. I'm picking the Ravens in this game. Uh, they are on an absolute roll. There was a time there where it seemed like they might perhaps not even make the playoffs. They're on a five-game winning streak right now. Uh, during that time, Lamar has gotten extremely, extremely hot. 809 yards, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions in that span. He's run for 430 yards and four more touchdowns in that amount of time. Uh, their defense, uh, I, I think their defense will fare better against Derrick Henry than they did the first time around when they played him. He rushed for 133 yards on 28 carries. They did not have Calais Campbell that game. They didn't have Brandon Williams that game. Both of those guys will play uh, in this game. Uh, the, Raven, the Ravens have also allowed um, the league's fewest points, and they've scored uh, the league's seventh most, taking the Ravens to cover. What's the argument for the other side? Who's taking Tennessee here? <laughs> I don't know. Not me. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what the argument is. Ellis? No, I just don't think there is one because, first of all, we saw firsthand what Tennessee looked like in a flat point against the Browns, and then I was extremely disappointed in them against Green Bay on Sunday Night Football. They've had real low moments. And to me, playoff football betting, just advice in general, Vegas picks the better team based on who the favorite is. They pick that team because they are the better team, which means they're the better team. Don't overthink it. The juggernauts this week – take the juggernauts. The Ravens are one of those teams that are absolutely on fire. Not now like the bills. It, it's it's going to be the Ravens. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I don't, I don't know how anybody can really like ride with the Titans right now. That defense is just awful. Like they can't, that defense can't do anything. Um, obviously look, Derrick Henry could go crazy and, and run for 200 yards or whatever, but even if I'm the Ravens and Derrick Henry runs for 200 yards, I'm, I don't know. I might be okay with that. As long as I can score. I, I just don't trust this Titans defense at all. Uh, so I, I can't, I can't make a case for him either. You know, I hate to go so much chalk, but it's hard for me to make a case there. Eric, what are you thinking? I'm going to borrow from the book of coming to America and say that the Titans defense is good, good and terrible. And <laughs> as a result of that, they, there's nothing good that's going to happen for them or to them against the Ravens. The Ravens are hot right now, as much as I hate to admit that I am also a truth teller. They are hot right now. Um, Lamar's going to do his thing. There, there's no question about that. So Ravens, enough said. Okay. Well, then let's move on. Doug, you've got our last game before we get to the Browns. It is the Saints minus nine and a half against the Chicago Bears and Mitch Trubisky. So I wrote a thing uh, for Thursday about the Browns and how many guys they've missed this year. And I counted up how many of the playoff, all the playoff teams, how many Players on the playoff teams played every game this year or sat out week 17 because you were resting, but like didn't miss a game because of COVID or injury. And the only team in the league that only only team that made the playoffs that had um, fewer guys play every game than the Browns who had seven guys was new Orleans who only had six guys. 
in contrast, there were some of these other playoff teams that had 14, 15, 16, 18 guys that played 16 games. So, like, if you think the Browns have been hurt or unlucky with COVID with their key guys, you're right. Everybody has injuries, but some teams have it worse. The Saints have had it bad, but it sounds like Michael Thomas is back. It sounds like they're saying they expect Alvin Kamara to be back. And if this is a team that has had trouble having all of its pieces at once the whole year, we know Drew Brees was out for a while. And now they're maybe getting a little bit closer to who they are. And the Bears shouldn't be here. I mean, I, I, I mean the Bears, uh, congratulations for rallying. I mean, they wind up playing Mitch Trubisky, who they benched early in the year. It's nine and a half. That's a big number. But if you believe that we still might be ready to see the best of the Saints and that they've been kind of scuttling along for a while, I'm comfortable giving that up. So I'm going to take New Orleans minus nine and a half with Komara and Thomas, assuming that over the Bears. Okay. I got to tell you, the only reason I'm doing this is because I'm looking at the games I've, I've picked here. I'm doing this a little bit on the fly. I don't like that I've only taken one underdog here so far. Huh? And that bothers me. Wild card weekend, something funky usually happens on wild card weekend. So I don't know that I necessarily have a great reason for this other than, you know, I don't know. Maybe Alvin Kamara won't be Alvin Kamara. You know, Drew Brees, maybe his arm will finally fall off. You know, I'm not convinced the Saints can, can throw the ball down the field. I don't think the Bears are going to win. But like I said, I'm not real comfortable with how many favorites I've got here. So, uh, look, it's fake money. So I'll take the Bears plus nine and a half. Persuasive. What Who's a with, case you have made. Who's with me? Who's I with me on the Bears? Come on, somebody's got to be with me. Eric, I was waiting for Eric, you to you say. Got a lot of, you got a lot of chalk. I do, man. I, but I, if I was going to go anywhere, it would have been, it would have been Titans over the, over the uh, Ravens. But there's no way I was going to do that. Ain't no chance I'm taking the Bears over the, the Saints unless the 85 Bears defense is going to show up. You know, like Chuck D said, Cole rush them like the Bears in the 46. Uh, the 46, uh, unless that's happening? No, man. Drew Brees and his semi-noodle arm is going to get the job done, and that's all there is to it. Well, Mary you know, Kay's with me. I'm with you, Dan. And you know what? I have to wonder, is Alvin Kamara coming back? Do we know that yet? I thought originally. No, it doesn't sound like they, oh. you know, maybe. It sounds like a maybe. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, know you, know, know you never sure. know. I, I thought when I counted it up, it, it didn't it didn't seem like he was going to be okay. And obviously uh, that makes a huge difference. But even not knowing that, I always feel like there's one game that surprises you on wildcard. There's usually more than that. Uh, and of course there are more games this year, but um, I just feel like, that's a big number. And the Bears are quietly, you know, just kind of moving along and, and surprising people along the way a little bit here and there. And the Saints have been a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit up and down. Drew's been a little bit up and down. So I, I'm going with the Bears and, and the points here. But do you think the Bears are going to win? No. no so okay. you guys are arguing like they're on wildcard weekend, something crazy always happens. And your prediction for the crazy thing is the Bears lose by six instead of nine and a half. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what an upset. That's what, uh, that's what it's all about when you pick against the spread. <laughs> I can't believe all the reasons Dan Lobby's reason is I have no reason for doing this. And you didn't even say I'm just doing it. Cause Mitch Trubisky's for Menor. You at least could have said that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I, I guess I could say that. Hey, Mitch Trubisky's from Menor. 
There you go. That makes more sense. I saw, I saw him beat St. Ignatius once, so the Bears are going to cover when they go against the Saints on Sunday. Look, if, if no. the, I'm going to tell you why. If the Bears win, I'm going to tell you why, because you guys are disrespecting him and not calling him Mitchell, okay? He wants to be called oh, Mitchell, man. not Mitch. So if the Bears win, it's the disrespect coming out of all your mouths right now. <laughs> Eric is lecturing us on disrespecting <laughs> quarterbacks. Okay, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we will pick the Browns. And back on our Friday Orange and Brown Talk podcast, Dan Lobby, Mary Kay Cabot, Ellis Williams, Doug Maurice, and representing our Football Insider subscribers is Eric Watts. We've got the Steelers. I'm a little surprised by this. It's still kind of a relatively low line uh, right. with everything that's gone yeah. on with the Browns. You know, I think it opened around four and a half, and it hasn't moved a ton. Uh, so I've got Steelers minus five and a half as we're recording this. So, uh, yep. Eric, you are our guest picker. You get to lead us off Steelers minus five and a half hosting the Browns. Man, I am a man of faith and I need a lot for this game because this has been a terrible week for my Cleveland Browns. And I'm sad because I don't know that they're going to be able to get the job done. But, but as I sit here, and my old school Browns jacket with the little corny elf on the sleeve. You know I'm rocking with the Browns, man. You know I'm taking them. Baker is going to get it done. My man Nick Chubb is going to get it done. Kareem Hunt, watch this. Kareem Hunt is going to show up more than he has in the stat sheet over the past few weeks. I'm telling you, the Browns are going to pull this out. They're going to shock the world. What would be crazier, even though it's 2021, and we've seen some crazy stuff already, but I'll leave that alone. What would be crazier as we come out of 2020 with the Browns making the playoffs and them coming in with all of these obstacles, all of these challenges, than for them to win their first playoff game in almost 20 years? Browns all the way. Ellis, what have you got? Yeah, this has been, as Eric laid out, a, a difficult week for everybody for several reasons, but if when we focus on this game and specifically the offensive side of the football for the Steelers, it's important to keep in mind that they're not a juggernaut. Cleveland isn't playing the Buffalo Bills or Kansas City this week. Over the past three weeks, Pittsburgh lost to the Bengals. They played a strong second half versus the Colts and then really only moved the ball during the fourth quarter against the Browns. I know Big Ben's back, but six points is a lot, and that number could – continue to go up though I know we're locking in here at the six big Ben can be prone to turnovers uh, deflections we saw that against the Washington football team a deflection ends the game for them and perhaps a Miles Garrett strip fumble gives the Browns that extra possession they need to cover or even win so I don't have a score yet but again I think the spread is too large I'll take the Browns to at least cover they'll play inspired football for coach Prefer and Kevin Stefanski and I'm with my guy Eric Nick Chubb's got to get at least 18 carries, pushing 20. I think this is his game to finally put the offense on his back, and they're going to take advantage of that cutback lane that's available and get those yards on the ground. Yeah, I should note here, uh, here in the middle of these picks, that we are recording this on Thursday night. So, you know, of course, Ronnie Harrison had his positive test. Uh, we know that. We don't know what's going to happen Friday morning or, or Saturday morning or Sunday morning yet. So <laughs> whenever you listen to this, just remember, uh, we are recording this on Thursday night. So to me, the question here is, one, who do the Browns still have? 
Okay. And on offense, they still have Nick Chubb. They still have Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, uh, Rashard Higgins. Um, they still have four fifths of that offensive line. And Joel Batonio, I think, is their best offensive lineman. They're going to miss him, but they're going to have a week to prepare on how to play without him. So I think that helps a little bit as well. The short passing game has been really effective for this team. They've kind of been honing it and, and working it, so really going back to that Giants game. But even before that, I think there's things they can do to mitigate some of that, the attacking the Steelers will do at that left guard position. And, you know, I'm with you, Ellis. The Steelers aren't a juggernaut. They've played one good half of football. I mean, I know I know, against the Browns, you know, Mason Rudolph completed some passes and, and whatever. I, to me, that game just doesn't count for the Steelers that we're going to see on Sunday. They played one good half of football. And it's hard for me to look at the Steelers and see them as this super intimidating team. So I don't know if the Browns are going to go win this game, but I think the Browns can go there, control the clock a little bit if that's what they want to do, use that short passing game effectively. I'm scared to death of the Browns defense if Denzel Ward isn't back. But Miles Garrett is still Miles Garrett. They're going to have to figure out what to do with that Olivier Vernon, but I think they can get some pressure on the inside. I I'm going to say the Browns, I'm going to trust in the Browns and their coaching staff, even with Kevin Stefanski sitting at home and watching on his big screen TV. I'm going to trust the Browns in this uh, plus five and a half. Doug, where are you? So they've played without key players all year. The, the, the combo they really missed was when they missed Chubb and Wyatt Teller together. And they lost two of the three games. We didn't have those guys together. Almost everything else they've kind of managed, even Odell Beckham Jr., even Miles Garrett, when he didn't, he missed two games, they've kind of managed it. So it's not the player absences that I'm really worried about. They're not practicing. Yeah. So like Dan, you said they'll be able to work it out. Are they? They're not practicing football. We're talking about practice. Like, like I can't. This is the thing of all the stuff. I don't know. Are the are is the NFL going to make them play on Sunday night and be like, oh you. Oh, you didn't practice all week at all. Okay, good luck. Also, by the way, their play caller is not going to be that. Like that combination, the lack of practice with the absence of Kevin Stefanski is crazy to me. Like I have no idea how they're supposed to be at peak performance. I think they can fill in the gaps, but the guys who are playing, Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubb and Sheldon Richardson and and, and Miles Garrett and BJ Goodson, everybody else, how are they supposed to be close to their best when they, they can't practice? So that is wild to me. But am I going to come on a podcast and like pick against the Browns in, <laughs> in the playoffs? I think, I think we're all going to, I'm not going to speak for Mary Kay, but if we all end up picking the Browns with the points, I think we're fooling ourselves a little bit. And I think if we were observing this from the outside and we saw all this stuff, you'd be like, what are you talking about? This team is really going through some rough stuff. It's, it's the coaching and the lack of practice and the players. And just it's, it's compiling, but you know what? I agree with everything. What everybody else said about it's not an offensive juggernaut. The Steelers have some absences on defense. This is not the team that they were when they started 11 and 0. So I'll take the points to, you know, I can imagine that when we put our picks out on the weekend, we're all going to pick like a close Browns loss. Cause it's kind of the safe thing to do. I'll be curious which ones of us, really pick the Browns to win. I don't know that anyone's going to say they're going to get blown out of the water. This is really rough for them, I think, though. And, I, and if they can practice a couple days here going into the game, I think that's going to make a big difference. If they can't even open the facility and they're yeah. going to Zoom their way 
to playoff prep. I just can't wrap my head around that. But I'm be, I mean, I'll admit it. Um, it's kind of like a homer pick. So I'll, I'll take the Browns plus five and a half with also whatever belief of, yeah, they can do it. They have the talent to do it. It's just a, a lot of stuff's conspiring against them. Mary Kay, are you uh, going the same way? Is this a, is this the complete Homer podcast? Here? <laughs> you know what? Actually it is because it just seems to me like everything sets up to be, uh, you know, the Browns actually coming out and overcome winning one for the Gipper and overcoming all of the, I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I think it's going to be closer than five and a half. And here are some of the reasons why, if you get some of these guys back, I mean, if Denzel comes back, Malcolm Smith, Harrison Bryant, Kevin, well, I don't think Kevin Johnson can come back. If you get a couple of those guys back, especially Denzel Ward, uh, then, then you look at your defense and you still have Miles Garrett, Sheldon Richardson, Denzel Ward, uh, you know, BJ Goodson is back. So, you know, you're getting guys coming back. It, it hurt to lose Ronnie Harrison, but they were without Ronnie Harrison for four games and they won most of those games. Um, so, as far as not practicing is concerned, one really good thing that, that Kevin Stefanski has done with these guys all year long is the fact that um, he has um, been able to get them through mental walkthroughs and virtual, uh, you know, just the mental side of the game. He does a nice job of that. So I, I'm, you know, I'm going to say that, that they're going to practice once or twice before the game. They're going to get have most of their pro bowlers in the game and that they will keep it closer than five and a half. Okay. There we go. Can, can we have a meeting before we make our picks? Yes. Because otherwise we're all going to pick 27, 24. I can see <laughs> it right now. It's like, Oh, it's a tight game and the Browns fight hard and they barely, I mean like what's where we all are. It's where the Speak whole for yourself. I'm going, I'm going 28, 25. So, I mean, <laughs> it's just, I'm not, I'm kind of making fun of us. Cause I mean, I think we're all, come on. I mean, really? five people on a Browns podcast and not one of us thinks that the team without their coach, without a bunch <laughs> of key players that hasn't practiced, none of them think they might, none of us think they might lose by more than five and a half. It's like, okay, it's fine. I'm in it too. I'm here too. I'm, Nobody wants to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that person. I get it, I'm, but I'm not it's a lie. tough spot, man. Doug, Doug, I'm with you. I, I don't want to be the guy that goes on our YouTube channel, goes on our, goes on the podcast and says, the first playoff game the Browns have played since 2003, they're going to lose by 30 points. I'll admit that. <laughs> now, I do think this game – I do think the Browns can put up a fight in this game. It is, you know, I do legitimately think that could happen. But, yeah, there's a whole lot working against them. Because the hard thing is, is I think if Kevin Stefanski was coaching this game and they could practice this week, I think a lot of us would think they could win. They don't have their coach. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So I think the hard thing is we've evaluated this team all year. We know how good they are. We've absolutely seen it, but you don't know how close to their peak they're going to be able to be without their guy and without being able to put it on the field a little bit this week. Baker Mayfield said he hasn't thrown since the game. It's Thursday yeah. at 630. Yeah. Oh, true. He hasn't well, thrown a football. I have to go, um, but I'm sorry. I have to jump off, but it's been fun, and we'll see how these picks go on Sunday. So I, I rambled so I rambled so much, Mary Kay had to bail the podcast. <laughs> I mean, like, that's – I just – I can't – it's hard because everybody, I mean, for the franchise and for the fans, you would want them to be able to be at their best right now, even a COVID season. And without Kevin Stefanski, it's just going to be hard to be that. But the thing that we're trying to diagnose is how good that can they be without Kevin Stefanski, right? Are they going to make adjustments in the middle of the third quarter? And we don't know. And if they're pretty okay with that and Van Pelt's got it, 
and he's got the Stefanski flow, they absolutely can win it. I don't know. Ellis probably has like 75 thoughts on that. To me, that's the big thing. How close can they get to the Stefanski game management and adjustments and play calling artistry without actually having the artist there? I don't know how close they can get. Yeah, so I wrote about this this week. I, on the on the notion of not having Kevin Stefanski, a coach I called said a really interesting thing I hadn't thought about before. When you change play callers right before a game, it can give the offense an element of surprise that the defense wasn't expecting for this reason. When the Browns run power, when they run wide zone or they try a play action pass, it's all going to look the same, but what's changing is the win and the how. The, the tendencies that Kevin Savansky has developed over 16 weeks, which Mike Tomlin is studying and teaching his defense probably get thrown out the window because outside of the first 15, 20 scripted plays, once we get into the, you know, the middle eight, the, the, the halfway through the third quarter, fourth quarter stuff, that's going to be Alex Van Pelt trusting his gut, making calculated decisions on what he wants to run, what he thinks is best for that situation. Sure. They're on the same staff. They probably think similarly, but all these coaches are different. And that slight element of surprise for one game might just be enough to offset the loss of Kevin Stefanski. If it were two games or if, if, if Alex Van Pelt called plays last week and was calling plays this week, I'd feel completely different about it. But that slight element of surprise could be enough to offset Kevin Stefanski not being there. And then if that means this team runs more because Kevin Stefanski has proven to be a little pass happy at times too, this could play into the Browns' favor as crazy as it sounds that not having your head coach could play in your favor. I don't think it sounds crazy. I, I think uh, even though Kevin Stefanski won't be there, they have zoomed, no pun intended, their way to this 11-5 and five record um, this year. And it, it's not by happenstance that they've done that. They've been able to connect in, in very unique ways over the course of this year via Zoom, especially early on. And I think some of that continues. Will they miss Kevin Stefanski? Of course they will. He's their head coach. But the various nuances that will be there without him, as Ellis just laid out, I think is what's going to play in their favor. I also believe that the, the Steelers' secondary is weak. I think you can throw against the secondary. I think it's been weak for, you know, about a decade or so, but that really doesn't matter. What I do believe and what I've seen with my own two brown eyes, uh, and I hope they don't make them blue in the last couple of years, though, is that they, they can be thrown against. Um, ben is older. He is still big Ben. Uh, I think Miles Garrett will get to him more than, uh, you know, more than once or twice, even if it's not in the form of sacks. I think that Miles will, will get to him as well. That short passing game that they run, I don't think it's going to be terribly effective. Um, and they are either afraid to throw the ball down the field, they being the Steelers, or he just can't do it like he used to. Now, I'm not saying he should be able to do it that way like, like when he was 27 or 28 or 30 but it's almost like they're afraid to because of the bad things that could happen if he lets the ball go for more than you know 20 30 yards so I don't think this is an insurmountable situation for the Browns yeah I'm a homer of course I'm gonna say that but still I really don't think it's an insurmountable situation for them to beat the Steelers this weekend I'll say the Browns are going to win 24 23 there Ooh. I said it deal Ooh. with it a score. All right. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that, except first of all, before we let you go, Eric, you have to be our, uh, our spokesperson here and tell us about Football Insider and why you subscribe. Oh, no doubt. Love to. So check it out. I'm nosy. I like to have inside information. 
and getting that information from you guys about what's going on with my team, players, coaches, uh, COVID affecting the team, unfortunately decimating the team for the last few weeks. That has been great for me all season long. I grew up in Akron, Ohio. Shout out to the 330. Always, every day, loving my hometown. I live in Columbus now. But getting that information from y'all, reading what you guys write in, in the Plain Dealer, hearing some of you on, on radio, the, the fan 97.1, the fan down here. Um, I just, I, I love it, man. I love having that information that other people don't get, not, not to be able to say that, hey, y'all don't have this and I do, but it just makes me feel like I'm really almost back home, back in the 330, back in Northeast Ohio and connected in that way. So I love it. I love what you guys are doing. I love interacting with y'all on Twitter, even though I haven't been out there very much tweeting. Uh, recently, I love seeing what you guys write on Twitter, um, and I love the podcast as well. So I'm a, I'm, I'll be a subscriber until Jesus comes and takes me home a long time from now. Appreciate you, Larry. I would have known you were an Akron guy. I would have let you just talk the whole time. Ah, well, you know, you can call me up anytime, <laughs> you know, since you had trouble getting people on. And I'm a, by trade, I'm a speaker. Eric, I can look, I can the, talk the whole, the whole time. I don't need no help. Eric came through big for me in the last minute. I wasn't able to get – I was going through my list and nobody was there, and Eric's name was, was next up on the list, and he got back to me. And, and so here he is. Uh, and shout-out to those guys in Columbus, uh, the 97-1 crew down yep. there. Um, all right, that'll do it for our Picks podcast here on a Friday for Eric and Ellis and Doug and Mary Kay, who had to run. Uh, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening.